0: to the show. I couldn't be happier for many reasons, but the main reason is that I get to see Todd Richardson today. (laughs) It's true. From Equality Florida. Todd, say hello to the audience. Hello, everyone. Todd is in his beautiful new renovated home. Look at you.
1: There's not not a a light switch pad on there yet, but it's getting there. (laughs) And what are you
0: calling the room that you're in right now? This is my study. It is your study, and behind you is the what? That's the gallery of the house. (laughs) I love it. So I did wear this hat, especially for you, Todd. No, Todd, did did I tell you about this um botox at home? No. Okay, well I'm going to put this on really quick before we get started because that's what I would do because it's my show. I can do whatever I want.
1: (laughs) I haven't tried botox yet.
0: Yeah, well you don't have to now. Look at this, Todd. See this? this is yeah, Amber from Salon Sustainability. Well, that's the name of the brand. I told her, I said, I'm going to do this on camera. So are you sure this is going to work?
1: Well, we'll see in a minute.
0: Exactly. Well, it's not in a minute. It takes up to two weeks. So she's got another, she's got some time. But I'm like, if I'm doing it on camera, girl, it better work. So now, now I'm not going to have lines pretty soon. Todd, this is our life in Zoom. This is what we do now. Mm-hmm. Did you ever think in a million years you and I have met so many times for coffee,
1: galas, gallons of coffee?
0: <laughs> oh, and, and right, really, gallons of coffee in many places. And now we're zooming.
1: Yes, I look forward to the day that everyone can get back out in public and again and enjoy each other's company. And yes,
0: but I would take this than not to see you at all. So. Yes. Absolutely. So Todd, there's so many things, you know, I have been a huge advocate of Equality Florida uh, since the day I met you.
1: Yes. And supporter. Thank you so much for your financial support. Um, you know, it does, it makes a big difference in what we do and to fund our program. So thank you for always being a part of that part of our work.
0: It is my great pleasure. There are not many things that I give money to, but yours is one of them. Yes. So I want the audience to know why I would ask Todd Richardson who I like to call, you know, Equality Florida extraordinaire. He knows everybody um, and is such a good human. I wanted you to come on today because I watch everything that you do, of course, online. And that's how we all keep up with each other through social media. I'm very grateful for the tools that we do have today because I couldn't imagine being quarantined without this, without being able to help and reach our community. So I want to tell everybody that, the, the main reason for me wanting to have this conversation with you is the God awful posts that I see you putting up the last one being about, um, this deputy from Davie County. So let's start with that and hopefully it, it goes up from there because we're going to start right at the bottom of the shit that I'm hearing. Go ahead, Todd.
1: Sure. So, you know, um, my organization, Equality Florida, um, has been, um, uh, it started here in St. Pete 22 years ago because mm. Nadine Smith and Stratton Pollitzer our co-founders believed that no one should be fired from their job or be discriminated in housing or accommodations. Florida is one of the states that does not have those protections in place. So literally in in 40% of the counties in Florida you could get married on one day go into your office the next put a picture down of you and your husband or you and your wife and someone could walk in your office and say, you're fired. And you say, for what? And they say, we're firing you because you're gay. And I think that that is just so backwards. Um, I, you know, my personal story, you know what yeah. I feel, I, I know what it feels like to be discriminated against, not for your qualifications, but because somebody thinks that you are less than yeah. somebody who wants to marginalize you. So uh, that's basically our work. Um, we, we do great work on so many fronts. Uh, we'll get to some of those. Uh, let's go back to this, uh, the story in Davy. So here is a police chief that says um, he is a homosexual who attended homosexual events. This is a cop who died in the line of duty and he got the virus and that's what they said about him. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's just it's horrific that that somebody that that somebody could say something like that and somebody in that position who could say something like that and I've heard just in the last couple hours that uh, he has uh, been fired. Um, Thank God. Um, yes, because it's a pretty it's a pretty horrible thing to call somebody out like that in such a discriminatory way, um, well, especially
0: when you have such a big platform and how many people that reaches. And how it feeds the ignorance of the humans that live in our world, especially here, sometimes in Florida. Dare I say?
1: Yes, absolutely. You know, it, you know, there was there's irresponsibility out there everywhere. But for, to target him and to target a police officer who was doing good, and then just do it because he was gay. Yeah, that's just it's uncalled for. And that's one of the re- one of many reasons why I love the work that we do because. I believe in the work when somebody does something like that, it's wrong and they should be called out on it.
0: I agree. 100%.
1: So you post,
0: so I have been watching um, Schitt's Creek with my husband for um, a while. I I put it to the side for a minute and then I saw your post. I was like, Oh my God, I totally forgot I was watching the show, but I loved that they, um, they were reading these letters written by the parents of LGBTQ kids and what an impact, what a positive, wonderful impact, these letters and and this show was having on these families. I mean, it brought me to tears. I watched, I looked up every video about it and then I watched him on Ellen. I mean, I went down a rabbit hole mm-hmm. from your post. Thank you very much. Wonderful. So. But what so the reason I bring that up there is such a lack of teaching with with positive gay role models, right, and here we have this wonderful show that is such a positive, funny, you know intelligent it's getting such great they sold out a mahafi like in five minutes, right yes. They did that
1: for our our great community partners. I was so looking forward to that show. Oh, me too. It's, it's such an amazing show. Great writers. Um, You know, the the Levi's are really funny people. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I love the show. Uh, I think it has a great message. And yes, just like what you said, role models. Um, You know, I went to high school up in Pasco County. I'm from New Hampshire originally. Um, I was there in the late 70s until I joined the Air Force in 1981. Uh, I don't remember a time that I was ever taught a positive gay role model in history. Not one, not ever. And there's been so many people that have made such an incredible difference um, in, in the lives of many. And if I just like choose one, uh, we can talk about Alan Turing. Right? Uh, The great movie, The Imitation Game. Um, This is a gay man who breaks the German enigma code, ends World War II two years early, saves the lives of 14 million people, and we only start hearing about him in 2013 when Queen Elizabeth posthumously pardons him for gross indecency. (laughs) You know, and then, you know, the book came out, the movie, um... And that was the first time I had learned of Alan Turing. And I was like, wow, what a difference it would have made in my life if I would have been sitting there in my high school history class learning about a gay role model that had made a difference. Yes. Because in my life, in the lives of people decades before me, it was all about the sissy getting kicked, as, you know, his sand getting kicked in his face and being a weakling and you know, effeminate. And there, yeah just very derogatory uh, statements made that really leads to all sorts of problems down the road, a- as we know. Um,
0: yes, well, that's, uh, that, that, I'm sorry. That's definitely, you know, it's such a hot point with me because I want to, I want to say that, you know, I grew up in New York. So it's a wonderful place to grow up. I have to say, because there's not as much, dare I say, racism prejudice anti it's very it was like a big melting pot right totally i mean i would go to my dad's job at new york hospital with him in new york city and i was like oh my god wow like he'd be like yep he's wonderful and that's his husband you know like it just kind of flowed there was no weirdness about anything (laughs) I didn't know how bad it was here until I got here 16 years ago. And I actually didn't know how bad it was until the last um, presidential run. So, and and this is not a political show. So we will not go there because, you know, we we have to, you know, during COVID-19, everybody, you must keep your stress levels down because it's good for your immune system to not get heated. So we shouldn't get upset about these things. What we should do is we should speak about the resources and what we can do. But to go back to your point, one of the reasons that I even wrote my book, The Broken Road to Mental Health, I talk about it as much as I can. Anytime I can drop mental health in any conversation, anytime I could tell somebody today that I'm sober 25 years, that I did drugs, that I was homeless, and now today I wear this lovely hat, (laughs) that I want to be a beacon of hope for somebody, even if it's just one person yes and that's the whole intention behind it and what a difference and an impact it can make when when i find out today that mark jacobs is sober you know that russell brand
1: that you know th- these great wonderful yes, people steven, like steven tyler and yes, Stevie steven nix you yes. know it's like they're all Brene you know, brown yes and they have they had experience that changed their lives, and then it changed their lives for the better, right? Like, yeah. Because like, they
0: became more humane. Yes. Because when you have suffered through adversity, you are actually attracted to adversity. Yes. You are like, I was you too. It doesn't matter if it's because you are a drug addict, an alcoholic, gang, whatever adversity you have to go through. And the difference between... Like, there's no comparison. Like, you were born this way. Hello, Lady Gaga. (laughs) You know, it's not like you, you, one day you were like, you know what I'm going to do? Tell you what, guys. I think I'm going to be a gay man. Mm -hmm. Because that seems like an easier life. (laughs) Right. (laughs) No. Yes. So, I've always had such a passion because I've always... I've just always felt so badly about all the ignorance because I had my own, you know, prejudice against, you know, well you, Sharon, you're, you've been a boss. You can't tell anybody you're a drug addict or an alcoholic or you can't tell people that, you know, they, and not in the healthcare industry. And mm-hmm. when you work with doctors, what will they think? So I'm so proud of you guys this is actually what I'm trying to say. That's I'm so, so proud of the work that Equality Florida does. I can't say it enough.
1: Thank you so much. There is so much ignorance and hate out there, and in the last few years, um, those hate crimes have escalated. Um, you know, I've I've dealt with four situations right here in uh, Saint Pete uh, over the last two years, um, where I've had to get involved because of of, of things happening. Uh, four very just. Dist- horrible incidents um, of people just being um, just nasty to one another. Um, Four years ago, Equality Florida started our Safe and Healthy Schools Program. It was a model program that we took from um, an educator down in Fort Lauderdale, um, down in Broward County. Her name is Dee Palazzo. Mm. She was an educator down there. We hired her to bring her program into Equality Florida to make it a statewide teaching program. Well, since that time, they've done 22,000 people train and they've hired three more people because the need is so great. We have schools reaching out to us, wanting us to come in and do these training programs so that every educator, whether you're a teacher's aide, a teacher, principal, school board member, That you have the specific tools you need in how to handle every situation in a classroom Mm -hmm. for an LGBT student. I knew growing up, I knew kids who were identified as gay. They were harassed. They were, you know, and you know what their lives were like, their lives were always like, instead of thinking about the lesson that was being taught to them in that class that day, they were thinking more about getting their asses beat at recess. Like the whole education thing goes out the window when someone hands you a note saying, yeah, we're going to, we're going to beat you up. You fag at recess. And yeah, things like that happen. They still happen. And Mm -hmm students lgbt kids need to be protected they need to be protected they need to be shown that they are just as important as any other kid out there um that they should be loved and cherished and uh yes and uh, well i want to i want to make
0: mention too that if it wasn't for so if it wasn't for me meeting you and getting involved with equality florida i wouldn't have learned about Um, the resources at Metro. I wouldn't have learned about, um, you know, co-pay it forward, these wonderful tools that they have. I would have never met um, Jim Nixon down, um, and they have that wonderful little house that's in St. Pete, where if you're a teenager, and you need to come to a group meeting, and you need to just be around your people, because for me, myself, like, I have a community of people in recovery. I can go to a meeting. I'm going to a Zoom meeting in New York tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I need that community because, you know, it's, it's the same as that movement. I, I always try to say things in a way so people can get to understand it quicker. You know, there's only one reason that that Me Too movement took off so well. is because somebody said, yeah, you know, Me Too. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've gone through that too. And that's how it's worked in twelve-step uh, recovery programs. Uh, when somebody else finds out that they've suffered from depression, or somebody else grew up prejudiced or bullied against because they were gay or lesbian or whatever, it's
1: that's right. Moving. It's right. It's how movements start, right? Yes. People who are like-minded for a specific issue gather, and they say, well, "What about this?" And you know, you just—if you can look, to see what you know, the LGBT community did during the AIDS epidemic. And, you know, I I was marching with ACT UP in New York. You know, one of my dear friends, Eric Sawyer, is one of the founding members of ACT UP. And, you know, I was there dying in front of churches and going to protest at pharmaceutical companies Mm -hmm. and being a part of all that because when you have a unified voice for an issue, you can make a difference, right? Um, like you know, Susan G. Komen. I mean, that's just an exa- excellent example of what happened after we saw how people gathered for the AIDS movement and yes. then Me Too movements, And these are all important issues where people say, "Yes, let's gather and let's do something about that." And that's the work of Equality Florida. You know, for 22 years, I got to tell you, just over the last eight years that I've been with, them going on nine years next week. Uh-huh. So as yeah. I join Equality Florida. They had just overturned the ban of gay adoptions. Mm -hmm. I saw kids right here in Pinellas County go from foster homes and into caring, loving, and permanent homes. Mm -hmm. Then we didn't have marriage equality, right? That wasn't even a thing yet. People couldn't, you know, LGBT people couldn't get married. So we went after domestic partnership registries. And after watching what happened in the AIDS epidemic, what I saw was that. Here was someone dying in a hospital bed. They were with their lover and the family came in from out of nowhere after they had kicked the, 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 the person out and they said, who, who are you? And they said, well, I'm this person's lover. And they said, get out of the hospital room
0: to say it happened to my neighbors,
1: right? So mm-hmm. the person that loved them for maybe 10 years or more were removed from a hospital room. The family came in And they loved what their gay son did with his life and was successful and took all of his money and everything else, but couldn't show him even a little bit of respect or respect towards his partner. Yeah, Mm. I saw all of that. So we passed domestic partnership registry so that people could plan a funeral or they could be in a hospital room and not be removed or or make nursing care uh, decisions. And then we won marriage equality, right? Like yay! Yay, right. The day it happened, Sharon, my Facebook feed looked like a wedding album. People that I knew best, yes. people that I knew here in Florida that had been together 20, 30, 40 years yeah. were finally able to marry. And so that If I can just say just that one thing that you and I and everyone else have been a part of that we won marriage equality for our friends, mm-hmm. just the just the benefits of being married and the benefits that come along with marriage. I would say that's a pretty huge thing that we've done. And then one of the things I'm going to tell you I'm the most proud of in the work that I've done for Equality Florida was after the Pulse nightclub massacre, you know, our organization jumped. And, and we started a GoFundMe campaign that raised $9.5 million for the victims. And you know, we didn't do it for one cent. It was a clean audit in and out of our system. The money was merged with One Orlando, and $49 million was, was dispersed to the victims and the families. That's good work. When I ask donors to donate to Equality Florida, I want them to see that it is measurable. That every dollar that they have given has gone to something that has mattered, and that we've succeeded in.
0: Yes, yes. The little thing that he did, you know. He bought like a tank top, and then he wore it. And we're, you know, we're in like Bel Air area, you know. He <laughs> wore it into the Bel Air food market, and I was like, just so proud because. To think that in 2020, that you and I are even having this conversation. When I came from, you know, 16 years ago in New York, the shock that I have been in about how bad it is. It's like, it takes people like you, like Nadine, that get angry. and, and, And I don't blame you. I'm angry too. And I'm not gay. But, you know, I'm happy to support and be an ally and tell as many leaders as possible. It's one of the reasons that, you know, I just recently brought um, Dr. Lara Cesar Lara to, to Metro for a tour. Excellent. And uh, it was fantastic. And we got to have such a great, this is right before COVID-19, you know, and um so he's been in all of these places. He's met Jim Nixon. He's met you. He's come to the gala. He's a supporter. You know, we need more of the medical community because I've learned so much. I learned um, just from having friends because I've asked them, so what is it like when you go to the doctor? Like, do they, do they even ask you like, you know, are you married to a man, woman, you know, what is that like? Just in the checklist of, of a new patient, do you feel comfortable with your doctor sharing with them that you are gay as a child? You know, it's so important. Yes, it is. <laughs> I, yes. I want to jump through this, camp. Do you understand healthcare people? You need some damn sensitivity training yes. immediately
1: from Cole yes. at um, Metro. Yes, Metro... Uh- Inclusive Health does incredible work in our community. Perfect. I'm so proud of Lorraine Languat, who's the executive director over there, uh, CEO. She um, and people that you know I back up. yet early on, and that Metro has just in, increased and. In, and continue to grow. And I gotta tell you, it's a state-of-the-art facility for all of the community, right? Yes. LGBT people, Q people, everyone, but everyone can go in there. And what I love about one of their programs is that if you have healthcare, you can get someone else's health care and medicine paid for because you do, in the way that they disperse funds. It's yeah. magic. They can they can help more people get covered. Um, I believe in their organization. I volunteer for their organization. My late partner John sat on their board. Uh, they help so many people. And let's and a very important uh, part you made of that uh, last statement, Sharon, was that one of the things I see on Facebook more than anything else in recommendations where I see LGBTQ people say. Who is a gay doctor in St. Pete? Like, that is so important for an LGBT person to know that the person that they're going to see is a gay doctor. And they, and, and then everyone jumps on and they list five or six great LGBT doctors that we have. And they are, I know all of them personally. But isn't that, doesn't that say something that maybe that an LGBTQ person felt uncomfortable talking to a straight doctor and then why is that right for yeah. the straight doctor say something that was maybe inappropriate there have been cases in the last year that I have dealt with where two of my lesbian friends one of them had a procedure and the doctor kept turning her back on her partner and talking to her mother instead and she said now why do you keep doing that and he says well that that and And I got to tell you, I was so taken back that I heard that this doctor had treated them this way. This is 2021. Doctors and nurses, for the most part, know not to say anything or do anything that could come back on them or the hospital, right? Because they could be sued for discrimination, for making a discriminatory remark. Um, they could probably lose their medical license, but I don't know about that. Well, I
0: remember, listen, I remember when I was managing the pediatric practice that I left six, seven years ago, and I had come from adult medicine. So I had never been involved with um, a gay couple that wanted to adopt. I was just like, well, yeah, I mean, what's the problem? Mm-hmm. So they had to get a letter from our doctors saying why we think, yeah, it's a great idea. Now you have to have references to adopt. I understand. But they, you know, my, myself and I remember the physician at the time looking at each other, like, is this not normal that like all doctors, like, of course, we're going to write you a letter in a quick second. And it was like, Oh, you're, you're gay friendly.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Right. Here's another one for you. Two gay men who are bringing a little girl into the world and they go down to file the papers and the clerk looks at them and says, so who's going to be the mother? (gasps) No. Yes. Yes. I hear stories like this all the time. It's like, if, see, people think like the civil art, like let's see, if we can just go back to civil rights for a moment. All right, did the Civil Rights Act stop discrimination towards black people? No. It only said it made it illegal to do so. Marriage equality didn't stop people from hating us any less. That's right. That's right. It's like, so it continues. So until they pass, which we're getting ready to hear the Supreme Court case, right? That's gonna come up in, in um, May, that determines whether or not the, uh, the policy that says that, you can, that gay people are included in an anti-discrimination clause, right? Or is that not true? Does sex mean sexual identity or does it not? Hmm. That means, are we going to have a national pro a national uh, law that says that you cannot discriminate against gay people or fire them? Because in Florida, we still don't have that, and we are we're going to continue to fight for equality, in Florida, until we have that in Florida. Many companies, everyone knows that we we do a much better job as companies and organizations when all voices are included. When inclusion and diversity are part of your message, we will get talent from New York and San Francisco and LA moving to Florida to come and be a part of our communities. But they're not going to do that if one of them or both of them feel that they could be discriminated in their job. And like I said before, that still happens in 40% of the counties in Florida. It's disgraceful. Yes,
0: you I, I mean I have learned so much. I just I'm not happy about what I'm learning, Todd. To be honest with you, I'd Thank rather you. learn something good.
1: Thank you. I know. You know we're making headway. Yes, up. we are. We're slowly, we're making a slowly making a way, but and it goes back to politics, right? I'm sorry we have to bring that up, but who are the state legislators that are stopping? The Florida Competitive Workforce Act from being passed? Well, let's just say it's not democratic legislators, right? They're not, they don't have any problem with passing a, a, a blanket law that says don't discriminate against LGBTQ people.
0: Yeah.
1: But 10 years ago, when one of our public policy directors walked into one of the Republican legislators' offices and said, Would you consider being a co-sponsor of a bill? And when she said the acronym lgbt he looked at her and said now what does lgbt mean and when she told him what the acronym meant he looked at her and said get out of my office <laughs> As someone who we elect to represent all of us yes well, because it only starts when they're young
0: it only starts with how you impress as a leader of any type, whether that's a teacher, a principal, it doesn't, the basketball coach, it's right. your prejudice and you're spending time with our
1: children, they're going to hear you. That's right, we all know that hate is taught. Totally. I mean, you're not just born and you say, oh, I don't like this person, or, I don't like this person. No, you're taught that someone says to you, hey, this person is less than because of what? Their skin color? that was that those are messages that i heard and then when i joined the military and i saw that everyone was the same that we were all going to die together That's we were right. all going to live together <laughs> and that everyone was just the same i knew that what was taught to me was wrong and I unlearned that behavior. And we can all learn unlearn that behavior. It's just a choice, right? Religion asks you to hate someone. Oh, you better be scared. I think, find, I think you should find another religion. That's not what religion should be about. Right. Religion That's should right. be about love and, and, kindness and kindness
0: and giving to right. help your neighbor. Right. Not him hate him. your neighbor. That's right. Help your neighbor.
1: Giving giving of yourself and being respectful of all religions. Well, I buried (laughs) some
0: rosary beads just last night right next to my Buddha statue in the backyard. (laughs) You know why, Todd? Because I can.
1: Because you can. I love that.
0: We can all live together in perfect harmony without judging others. We can all just love each other, especially during this time. In my opinion, and there was a conversation that I almost had with somebody yesterday, but I thought, you know what? Right now is not the time. We are going through a global pandemic together as a globe, not Florida versus New York or Chicago. Versus, you know, this is a global issue, and so is what we're talking about today.
1: Yes, yes. There is a
0: pa- global pandemic that has been going on about butt crack ignorance.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, when when is I, I hope that one day the world evolves on so many issues. But we I, could.
0: We could, Todd. This could, could, could be a part of it. This is a great time, everybody. So let me take this opportunity to first take a breath. <laughs> because as I said before, Todd, You can't have any stress like this going through COVID-19. It affects our immune system. That's right. We need to love more. Yes. And I do believe as horrible as what's going on in this temporary new normal, that not only will mother earth be affected wonderfully, but I'm quite sure that there's going to be a gay doctor, a gay policeman, a gay fireman, that is going to help you when your relative is dying today.
1: That's right.
0: And maybe that's what it's going to take for you to change your mind. Mm -hmm. I hope it doesn't take that. So Todd, (laughs) I love you, my friend.
1: I love you too. What a great opportunity. Thank you for letting me come on and talk about the Uh, quality flow. We just, we hit just a little bit of stuff, but, uh, well, there's so much. We'll have to do part two. I have a feeling we might be in this
0: quarantine for a little while. Don't you worry, Todd. You I'll Come that, part two. come part Come back with Nadine. We'll Zoom everybody in. Absolutely. And we'll re- reach the healthcare community, too, because we all really need to hear the different messages. Listen, to- today, right now, I know probably about four or five physicians that are not outwardly gay to their own community.
1: hmm Yes, because they still they, right, because they still feel like they could be judged within their own jobs. Well, yes, their, right from their superiors. Well, who might yes. not like a gay doctor.
0: Well, tackle on that they might be Asian too? Yes. And exactly. where the hell did the coronavirus come from? But China?
1: Oh, that uh, whole thing right like uh, Yes. ugh. Oh. Yeah, just yeah. Let's be done with all those people. Yes. Again, let's not raise our stress levels. I hope that through this, just this little chat that we had today, that we are a catalyst for people to do good and to reach out to others. And I hope that if people want to learn more about the work of Equality Florida, they'll go to our website www.equalityflorida.org. All right,
0: Todd, I'm your friend. I'm not going to let you even say WWW anymore.
1: Oh, really? You you know, just say qualityflorida.org. Just say it. Just say that? Okay. And then I also (laughs) want to remind people that because we lost five galas because of this pandemic, we lost five of our biggest fundraisers throughout the state. So on April 26th, on Sunday, from 1 to 8, we are going to be having a statewide virtual gala And it's going to come from all different places, including St. Pete, where we'll be featuring the fabulous singer, Jennifer Real, and the actor, Matt McGee, who's an incredible performance artist here in St. Pete. Uh, We'll have Gina Duncan, our transgender inclusion director on, speaking about that important program. Uh, Jenny O'Leary, who is our... Uh, she is the chairperson of our steering committee uh, for Equality Florida here in Pinellas. She, like you, is a straight ally. So mm-hmm. she'll be talking with Mayor Kreisman, um, mm-hmm. who will be joining us uh, for uh, the St. Pete portion, which will be from 5.30 to 7 on the 26th. So I hope people will join us throughout the day. We know that everyone's not going to show up and stay at their computer for eight hours. But we hope that you'll show up and choose to look at some of the programs that we do in some of the areas and pop in. Listen,
0: people, I can say this because uh, uh, this is my show, and I'm the Dr. Whisperer. Listen to me carefully. You need to support the gala with money. Okay? So you can be a friend sponsor, which sometimes that's the only thing I can do, especially right now. But there are other ways that we can help. If you can't give the cash right now because you have lost your business or so many people are in such a a tough way, you can spread the news. You can share this with somebody that might be able to help. You can offer something to a quality Florida right now that can help them. We need more people, more people, maybe not like me, because some people think I'm a cray-cray to the cray-cray but i will say whatever i need to say to get more people to help we need more more straight allies more leaders that will come out and say this is ridiculous
1: that's that's how things that's how things change what a great point you made in that sharon because like if you just uh we do an analogy for what happened in the 1960s with the freedom riders right they got on buses and northern places like new york Mm -hmm. they came down blacks and whites together to sit at countertops where they were getting coffee thrown in their faces right to break jim crow laws and it was when enough white people stood up and said you know this is just ridiculous we are all human beings same thing when we get enough straight allies to say you know Hasn't this hatred for the LGBT community gone on way too long? They're just human beings. They just want to have families, jobs. We just want to be respected and loved just like everybody else. That's all we want. We want what everyone else wants. We want our families to flourish. We want to feel love. We want to give love. That's, That's all what... Yes. And if
0: you've changed your mind and if you were raised in a family, we understand where they taught you how to hate. Unlearn it. Right. It's okay okay to admit that you've, you've made mistakes and that you've learned from it. You will help so many people if you do that.
1: That's right. Um, That's right. So that's such a sweet message. It's like, just think about one. Let's just think about two emotions for a quick minute. Happiness and joy. Right. And you know, one of my favorite sayings is your vibe attracts your tribe, Yes. right? So when you're good and you're doing good, you feel good, right? (laughs) But when you're like attacking people and being nasty, uh, it makes your blood pressure go up. It makes your heart rage. You feel awful. Why do you want to put yourself in that state of mind? It's so much easier to be kind and loving than it is to be hateful,
0: right? amen so be kind to everybody be kind you're not going to catch it No. you're going to catch COVID-19 if you hug somebody right now and you that's go that right. like no a,
1: distancing. a but point. you're not
0: going to catch gayism
1: that's right
0: <laughs> that's a dumb shit. we love you everybody and we want you to be safe during COVID-19 I can Absolutely. promise you We've been talking, almost all my healers and all my doctors that have come on here have said, take this time to be a little more introspective.
1: That's Think nice. about how you can
0: leave this global pandemic as a better person. That's so nice. I say, I say yes to that. Yes. I
1: say yes to that, I say yes to that too. It's all about hand washing, hand washing, distancing, self-isolating. And sure not stop sensitive. being a dick. Right, stop being a dick. Let's add that one to the thing. Be nice to the people, especially all those people out there like your husband. Yes. Delivering packages. Thank you to my husband. Our nurses, our doctors, all the people that are in the grocery stores. The homeless person that comes
0: up to you and asks you for money and shows you the vet card. I gave him money today. I pulled out my $2.
1: The single. all the people that are in our grocery stores that are being subjected to everyone. And some people who won't even wear masks. If you are out in public, wear a mask over your face right now to show people that you care about yourself and others, right? When you go through the line at the groceries, you're saying something nice to the person who's rigging your groceries up that you care about them because you're wearing a mask.
0: As my healthcare attorney, Sarah Conley, says, you need to smile behind your mask.
1: Or put one one on your mask. Yeah, (laughs) or put one on your
0: mask. But for God's sake, smile behind the mask.
1: Yes, everyone
0: can see your smile in your eyes. Yes, because you can. (laughs) not see, look, let's do it for the Be serious. No, it's (laughs) fine. Thank you,
1: Todd. I love you. I love you, too. Thank you for this opportunity.
0: Thank you. You are amazing. Thank you, Equality Florida. Thank you.